Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode of the Long Run Podcast is sponsored by Skechers. Hello everybody, it's 7 o'clock Friday night, it's the Long Run live stream and podcast brought to you by 40 Runs Running Community and our good friends at Sketches. Thank you very much for joining us tonight, we're going to have a nice chat, running related hopefully, might go off in a few different directions but we'll see how we go, but what our central bit this week is we want to, it's July the 1st, 2022, so we want to know how your year has gone so far, your first six months, it's half time. It's like a half-time team talk sort of thing. We're going to get back in the dressing room, crack out the oranges and the cups of tea, and we're going to talk about how it's gone and how better we can do when the second half gets underway. So yeah. thanks ever so much for joining us. We would love your com- We are live on Facebook and YouTube, and we would love your comments and your questions as you're going along. Toby, producer Toby, is going to be putting up a code on the Facebook group. So if you can link in with that. And then we can see your name because we love to give you a name, give you a shout out. We don't just like Facebook user. It could be anybody. So what we would like is your comments. So drop them on the thing. They will appear here and we'll have as many as include as many as possible. So tonight, I'm Ian Wilson, Chris Ford, Adam Bowley, uh, Adam, Alan Bowley even, not, not his brother Adam, and Toby Frost. We're all here. So hello, gentlemen. How are we doing? Chris, how's your week been, mate? Uh, I'm all right. I, I don't really know um, what we're doing tonight. Really, I, I'm a bit, um, I'm a bit late to the party. I don't know what we're talking about, and uh, and yeah. So I've been, I've actually, it's not raining. I've been at the vets today. Bad got stung while we was out walking. Uh, so, so <laughs> I don't really know what's going. I got. Uh, I've just seen a comment from Stuart Walton, Nick from the Run Testers, uh, has done a cracking. What about our review of the Pro Free? 
It's a bit out of order, isn't it? Straight in there. See that? Cut straight to the heart, Stuart. What about our review today? Real people, not journalists, and not paid. Well, oh, some of us are journalists. I'll chuck that straight out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know what's uh, been going on this week. It's, it's meant to be a bit of a down week this week. Um, but I think it will be by the end of the week because we've only done about four, uh, less than 40 miles, so that'll be okay. But we've got a busy weekend uh, with the Wear yeah. 10, which we'll come on to. But yeah, I don't really know what's been going on today uh, and, and this week. It's one of those again. So Yeah, but uh, I mean, there's been a few What? I was going to say, there's been a few sort of like high-profile kit releases, haven't there? So I suppose you've been sort of like delving into yeah, a bit of that. Um, yeah, I'm try- again, I'm trying to carry on from the last couple of weeks' topic, but I'm trying... I'm trying to move myself away from the train of free stuff and non mm. non impartial advice, even though they say it's impartial. So I'm trying to move myself away from that. Um, so oh, well, why, don't we talk, why don't we just put you to one side then? And we'll talk to someone who's had a much more exciting. Yeah, week. I was going to say, talk to someone who's had a much more interesting week and probably got some value to add. Who's that? Right, Al. <laughs> where have you been, mate? What have you been up to? I don't know where I'm coming, I'm going. I don't know what continent I'm on. I don't know what time it is. I'm suffering from a little bit of jet lag. So if I'm not my sharpest tonight, it's because I think I'm still in Florida. Just Well, you, we're used to your Wi-Fi not being particularly sharp, mate. So if you're sharper than that, then we're going to be on to a winner. So that should be fun. So you've been in America and you've been park running in America. Yeah, we took a, a little kind of, as you said, half-term break between um, marathon plans and uh, managed to find a little deal to take us out to Florida. And of course, whilst you're out there, you have to do a little bit of extreme park run. So, uh, uh, yeah, we found the local park run to Orlando, went out there and smashed it at 7.30am at Oof. 100% humidity. So, uh, I've just uploaded See, America, my, uh, America's been a bit late to the park run party, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think that it's slowly growing. Um, I guess it might... So... The, the park run we went to, about 45 minutes outside of Florida, was set up by an expat. And I guess that might be, you know, a common thing that uh, people mm-hmm. that have migrated out or spending time in America have, have taken the park run concept. But they've bought into it. We uh, did our run, got invited back for waffles and coffee. So uh, we waffles certainly spread the word. Absolutely. Do you get waffles at gunpowder? I don't know. No, I was going to say, and, and you know what is – it is a funny thing, this phenomenon in, in the US, that you know, there's a lot of places that still don't have park run. We, we're so lucky over here. Um, if, if you are listening in Mongolia and step places like where we are, the number one running podcast, um, park run's probably not reached yet, but it's like a free weekly 5K that takes place. Um, but it has, it's, a, it's still not yet caught on everywhere. Um, I think it's, which, there's a lot of it in the UK, which you don't actually realise it doesn't go much further. Obviously, there are yeah. some in Europe, but you go to any country in Europe or further, and there aren't actually that many. I'm just no. going to check my app and tell you how many different oh, countries Parkrun is in. There well, we go. Come, come back to me in a moment, Wilco. I'll yeah. Let you know. But you're I mean, while we're talking, I'll talk about something else regarding Parkrun. And while he's looking that up, I see our good friend, top 40 South End bullet that is Michael Wilkes. He came first in a Parkrun this week. No, no, amazing. First yeah. pass line at Hadley. In Essex, in a time of 19 minutes and 18 seconds. Now, I know, I I suspect there's some people who are thinking, well, Parkland's not all about who comes first and all that sort of thing. And it's all about the community. Correct. But I I get that. But 
don't know about you boys, but I'm still the opinion that, you know, that is something that it's a, it's a pretty good achievement and it should be, it should be, you know, we should take our hat off to him. What do you think? Yeah, I think, yeah. Also, right, because Hadley, as far as I'm aware, I've not done it, but it's meant to be murder. So it's not like, if I know, if it's, it, Hadley is, is not flat, right? And I think a lot of it's like traily as well. So you think Wilksy is like quick on the flat. So to be able to stick him, if it is the route I think it is around Hadley Castle and stuff like that, then that, that's even more impressive. But yeah, I just, yeah, I just think it's, um, park run 100% is not about winning, competing and, and doing all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, I think it's great to see people achieving what they do, whether it be that they finish their first park run or they finish their first 5K or, you know, or they go out and smash out, you know, the, the fastest time on the day. Then I think you should all be celebrated. And I think that's the, that's the critical thing with it all. And um, as long as everybody's having fun at the same time, who cares, right? Yeah. And I think if people at the front are not sort of like so focused and intent on their times that they affect the enjoyment of other people, then um, I, th- I think there's room for it. And people sort of like blasting off and fart, trying to do it as fast as they can. I think, you know, that's what, it happens in every other race that we do. You know, it'll happen when we go to where and do the 10 mile on Sunday, there'll be people up the front. And, I've, you know, I won't ever match the sort of times that they're doing. I'm never going to do 20 out oh, sub 20. Actually, you know what, Wilco, I looked, I looked at the times because um, I was going to challenge Toby to try and um, put a time down. But... There's no way in this world. 58 minutes in 2019 was the quickest time. That's incredible. Mm. 58 minutes. And again, it's not flat. So, uh, mm. take my house. So, Toby won't be doing that this weekend. But, um, but yeah, anyway, it does. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, a big shout out to Wilksy. Um, always good celebrating these little, um, these good things. I think, Al, did you find out the number? 21 countries. There we go. Yeah. Pretty much across the globe. So, you can uh, park run in New Zealand and Australia as well as Canada, um, America, obviously, South Africa, and a few countries whose initials I don't recognise. So right. there's a SGP and an MYS. Singapore? If anyone's run, MYS. MYS, is that Malaysia? Malaysia? Singapore? Oh, yeah, we're number one in the... Ma- I can't even say it, Malaysia. Malaysia, yeah. Oh, so we're number one Malaysia, and you can't even recognise what their international code is yeah, for the country. Right. That's that done that well, really. Singapore, where I think we've top three as well, haven't we? Here's an interesting thing. On um, Sunday's video, good plug for Sunday's video, which is one of our challenge videos coming out, we actually turned up, and there was a park run going on. Now, if somebody had actually planned the trip um, properly, um, or even done any planning, then we could have integrated that into the actual trip. But yeah, there was um there was part run going on. So watch the video on Sunday because we found a part run where we least expected it. So um check that out on Sunday. Drops on Sunday. Yeah, this was all shrouded in mystery last week, wasn't it? You're not prepared to offer any sort of light on as to No, but it is funny because all I would say is there's a there's like I don't know whether they're called like Easter eggs, I think they say, or whatever it is. But there's if you look closely at one point of the video, there's a sign, right, just out of shot. And it's just it just says the word caution, something, something closed, right? Clearly, I've not seen that, right? And then there's an argument. And, yeah, and it, that's all I'm going to say. But if you watch it, you will realise that I'm standing next to a sign that says caution. And, and then the rest then. 
wheels go off a bit. So yeah. And so yeah. you accompanied on this him on this trip. I'll just ask you: Did you have a nice time? Did you have a nice little trot out? Define nice. <laughs> it was interesting, different, interesting. We did actually quite enjoy ourselves. Yeah, it was. We had a bit of a laugh. We we yeah we we got we it was you yeah. it was typical forty runs. Um, oh. we had we had a lot of laugh, bit of a cock up. Um, and a clip yeah, we did a bit of running. And <laughs> and oh, and then we had, yeah, and, that, and then we had an ice cream. It <laughs> oh, sounds like a perfect massive. day, marvelous. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was Lignard though. So, uh, but that, that dropped Sunday. So watch that. And actually, in Tobe doesn't know it, but in two weeks we're filming. Our second to last challenge video of the year. We've got this one, that one, and then another one to do, and then we're done for the year. So he doesn't he doesn't even know he's doing it yet. Um but we're doing that in two weeks' time. So again, like Strava's gonna of, go private that day. I love like the um, way you find a planned how many we've got to do to the end of the year. That's, well, that's I'll be fair, actually it was, it was Simon who said that, oh, we need to get that one done before the end of the year. So we picked a weekend for it. You just didn't realise because you've been like busy. Anyway, right. So let's say hello to everybody because, as always, they've been sticking their stuff. In. Oh, and I've got I, I've got to do two things while I remember because, um, again, a bit of all over the place tonight. Um, keep your comments coming in. Thanks everybody sticking it in there. Uh, keep it all coming. We'll come on to them in a minute. Appreciate that. But I've got a hypothetical question for every single person that's listening to this live, but also listening to this as a podcast. Uh, and again, thanks to everybody who does listen and, and leave the reviews and stuff, uh, and keep spreading the word. If, right, and this is like if, hypothetical people, remember, if there was to be a live show of this, what topic or what subject would be the most interesting as the, I would say, the the starting point? Because guaranteed, right, we'll just go off and start talking about complete nonsense, right, like we usually do. But if there was a starting point in which we could, uh, the topic on which we you would want us to discuss live, so that would mean your interaction like you guys yeah. do. But We'd want it to be pretty broad, wouldn't we? We wouldn't want it to be sort of like, oh, yeah, can you yeah, talk like about running? Yeah, so, but, yeah, something, something, you know, so, for example, right, a, a training block, you know, what's the sort of best way to, to find your way through a training block? What's the sort of positives, negatives, you know, things to do, not to do? That's the sort of thing we're looking for. If you can send them in to Wilco, Longmanshow at gmail.com. You've got 10 days, although this is not, you know, this maybe sounds a bit completely too hypothetical. Yes, completely <laughs> hypothetical, obviously. Um, but if you could then send them in, that'd be handy. Because uh, yeah, we'll stick a um, we'll stick a post on the um, 40 Rounds Facebook group yeah, as well. We'll so you as well. can um, chat uh, there. And if you're in one of the subsidiary groups like the Great North Front and the Marathon, Bright yeah. Marathon, all them sort of things. Yeah, jump on the main group and join yeah. that as well. And um, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You know, we're we're very interested in hearing your thoughts on this. Okay. And the second thing is, I got to give a shout out to Sketches for supporting the podcast this week. Big love to them. Um, I've got to give a shout out because the Go Run Ride Ten, which I think I mentioned the other week, is like a slipper. If anybody wants a daily trainer, just to get a bit of trainer shoes, talk out of the way. But if anybody's looking for a daily trainer, but you just want a shoe that you can just literally do anything in, like go treadmill, do 5K, walk to the shops, walk the dog, do 10K, whatever, park run, get that shoe. It is so comfortable. Right? It, it is ridiculous. So 
make sure you check that out. The Go Run Right Ten. But anyway, big shout out to Sketches, uh, as always, for supporting the uh, the pod. So, so now I think we, we we should get a few comments and questions from the floor at this juncture. If you want, we can go for that. Yeah, yeah, let's go for that, mate. So yeah, lots of love coming in for Parkrun. Lots of people seeing Parkrun as being a good way of of tacking on a bit of speed into their training plans. Absolutely agree with that. A um, few comments, Chris, about the um, Pro Threes dropping. So I think <laughs> you've done a video on that, haven't you? Or about the yeah, video? yeah, yeah. We we dropped that today. Yeah, we dropped that uh, next week's the Pro Three versus Speed Three. Um, okay. And yeah, go on. Direct question from Ian Low, Low Low. Best non-plated marathon shoe? Stability and non-stability. Doesn't say. So give him one of each. Uh, I'd probably go Tempus, Sockney Tempus, for non-plated um, mild stability. And, well, it's, it kind of is It is kind of plated-ish. It's got a plastic um, sort of plate in the front. But the, the Glide Ride 3, I've not, you know, put the review or anything like that out yet. But... That's got to be worth a look. That is stable and sweet, that show. So it's not fast, um, but it's it's just a joy. So Can I yeah, just that... jump in at this juncture? He says he wants a, a, a non-plated shoe. Would that be um, a cost non-carbon. consideration or would there be any other sort of thing to think about? In yeah, some people don't get on with carbon plates. There, there can be, I'm guessing, carbon plate, right? Because there's obviously in the Speed 3 and, and other shoes out there, um, some of the Puma stuff, it's like... Um, nylon plates so they're more flexible but a carbon plate can be quite rigid and it you know it's not for everybody um so yeah that could be that could be uh one of the reasons maybe he's giving his foot some trouble his hamstring uh, his calf some jip anything like that because it does you know it does stiffen up the ride so maybe he's looking for something more natural um the other shoe that i never tested but got a lot of love was the fresh foam more from new balance um was again high high stack high cushion shoe, but no plate. So maybe that's something for you. But I've not. I can't really comment other than what I've seen from other people. Brooks, it has to be in there. Brooks, no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be in there. There's no reason for Brooks to be in there until they pull something out of their rear end and create an awesome shoe that actually matches the um, the sort of ability of that company because that company is amazing. Brooks are amazing. Brooks are doing great things with pride and everything like that. They, they really are a great company, but they just need to get their design team out of the time capsule and put them into 2000 and even 2000 would be nice and, um, and rock it out. That would be awesome because they they are a great company and big love to them. And as I said the other week, the glycerine 20, right? Despite it being one of the most boring looking shoes I've ever seen in my life, it's actually really good. So, you know, but please, please, please get your designers into, well, 2000 or even 1997 would be an improvement. Um, That's it. We did quite well up to about 17 and a half minutes and uh, that was it. I thought I I was being quiet. There's some other companies I really want to go at, but (laughs) I, I would get in a lot of trouble. You don't um, want to. You don't want to burn all your bridges on one night, mate. You want to. No, save but I a don't few care hours. anymore. See, this is the thing, right? Because I, I joked earlier about um, whoever it was made the comment about the pro freeze and and those guys. You know, they do a great job. The run testers, they do a fantastic job. Seriously, great bunch of guys. Great journalists. They they you know they covered uh, tech and stuff like that. And they you know all right, they get all the stuff for nothing. That's up to them. I have got absolute fair play to them. Their stuff is really really good. But I'm really am into this sort of 
Ben Park's methodology of I'm cutting. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I just feel like it's the right thing to do. I, I'm sick of seeing it all on Instagram. I mean, I, again, I'm as much to blame as anybody. All right, pot kettle, I get it. But I just love the freedom of not giving the monkeys about what we say. And if something's good, say it's good. If something's bad, be honest and say it's bad. Don't just go on Instagram because you've got like a, a 20% code and, you know, you're, you're getting something on the back or whatever. Do you know what I mean? You're trying to build you know, whatever. I just, again, I've been in that boat. I got caught up in it. I appreciate it that, you know, that everything I'm saying is pot kettle, right? And I, I again, I'm just as bad as everybody else. But I do think at some point, you know, it's getting it's getting too much. Stay true to your roots, is, is you know. You know, we're here for to have run and to run around and have some fun. So you know, just don't get too commercialised. You know what I mean? What else we got out? Well, we've got a question from Charlie. But before I go there, I'm just going to defend Glenn. He was the guy that mentioned uh, Brooks, but he's he's watching from the Pyrenees, so I can imagine he can. Oh, he was up there. Sprint hill sprints. So we'll have to get him on. He can talk about hills. Oh, Glenn, Glenn, you're my hero. If he's, if yeah, imagine what his hills. Yeah, Glenn, do a cheeky little hill session. Probably like run, us running up Snowden. He should do. A, he should do a cheeky hill session. Then he can come to wear on Sunday. He'd smash an hour for ten miles. Oh, I tell you, what, you, Glenn, you must be so fit. Can you imagine if we put him on a flat course? He'd, he'd do it in like he'd do an app marathon in like two hours. So, Glenn, yeah. hopefully, I rescued that one for you, mate. So, uh, <laughs> thank you, you later. Much, We'll go back to Charlie. Charlie Rogers um, got their first ultra in September. Oh. The Thames Pathway 50k. The most oh, ever run is 30k. What's that? 20 odd miles. So it's looking for some advice on any gels, any energy gels, and anything else we can offer up for those longer runs. Uh, I mean, Al, you've done an ultra because you did the Brighton Marathon. Yeah. Um, the. Um, I would. I'm not the best person to give any advice out on ultras because I've not done one deliberately. Um, Ian Wilson's the person to ask. So, Ian, if you're watching, stick something in, please, about what to do. All I know from ultra training is that it's eating little and often, and usually they have those stations out, don't they, with with the food on. Um, but I would just make sure you're you're fueling more than you probably think, but you're fueling with stuff that's right for you. I know that doesn't help, but I suppose Ian will be listening live because he's doing the Endure 24 this weekend, isn't he? Big shout out to those guys. Yeah, like Sam and Watford and all those other guys. Loads of people up there doing the 24-hour run, which sort of leads us out to um, your sort of like swan song before you went off to uh, investigate the Everglades. uh, Charlie's question, just before we lose that one. Um, I know a lot of ultra events... Uh, and I assume, therefore, a lot of ultra runners do like to get into some real food. So the gels will take you some way around the course. But actually, if you're trying to fuel for seven, eight, ten hours on gels, it ain't going to work. So a lot of ultra runners will look to kind of take their own fuel, uh, their own food. And the stations will often put on things like um, sausage rolls and sandwiches and, and proper food so that you get away you from synthetic. I was, was yeah, going to say, I don't know why we're doing this marathon. Like. We should be out there doing ultras. Boys, I've just remembered what Ian Wilson's biggest tip was. And this is the thing. Pork pies. Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. He said he fueled his ultras on pork pies. Well, I hear it. Was it? Did he mention Scotch eggs? I can't remember Scotch eggs. Yeah, he might. Yeah, sort of general picnic paraphernalia. Really. So, 
check out Paul Pye. Ian Wilson is a legend. Um, he's like a machine. But he definitely said pork pies. So, yeah, I remember it now. So, Al, yeah, sorry, mate. I cut you off sort of like flying off and didn't mention the Harp 24 that you were involved in in the big thunderstorm the week before you went away. Yeah, so that's part of the reason we went off to Florida to recover, um, having done uh, our own. So we talked about Ian doing Endurance 24. Two weeks ago, there was two teams of 40s and a couple of solo runners. Big shout out to Karen Burcham and Margaret Montgomery that were doing it on their own. Um, went down South End to do the South End equivalent for a homeless charity. Um, same setup, 12 noon Saturday till 12 noon Sunday. Um, we were in relay teams. So, um, 40 Chelmsford ended up with four in our team and 40 Surrey ended up with five. Wasn't really a, a competition. You sure? Ireland's team smashed it and won the mixed relay. So Amazing. I'm so yeah. proud of you guys. And, and as you said, it, it was supposed to be Endurance 24. It ended up being Endurance 18, Harp 18, because we had some amazing thunderstorms that actually brought the race to a suspension from from about half past 11 at night till five o'clock in the morning. Um, and what was scary is that we had a couple of runners. So Jan Smith from my team and Hayden's son Aaron were out on the course and the lightning was literally striking feet away from our campsite. And I, I, I talked to Chris about this after. I said, you, you see races where you see runners in distress and there are people on the side and they're getting attention and you feel sorry for them. But this was just downright scary because they were part of our team. Um, mm-hmm. And we were we couldn't help them because they were out there in the forest, could have been two, three miles from base, uh, having to put up with, pretty scary conditions and we were kind of scared in the tents and we were all together um yeah. so big shout out to jan and aaron that, that pulled that one off and Al, still managed to to bring the team in first epic Al, how many people did it uh, in terms of was it a, was it a big event smallish event uh they, they didn't they had a few teams not turn up yeah. i would say and it's difficult to tell because across 24 hours oh, there's then. always people out on the course but there were probably four to 500 people in total. So um, my point, the reason I asked, do you think next year we go, we go for it big time and basically get as many people from this podcast, from 40 runs, yeah, YouTube, absolutely. running community, everything and get just basically all transcend down. Is that the right word? Down to um, wherever it was and just, yeah. just smash the life out of it for 24 hours. Yes. And, and I think it's doable on so many different levels. Um, you look at the, the abilities across the, the, the people we had in our teams and you don't have to be an ultra runner. You don't have to be smashing out 100 miles in 24 hours. You know, the guy that won it, hats off to him, he did 90 miles in 18 hours, um, which was phenomenal. Like a Wilkes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there are people literally just finishing, clocking in with the um, the timing guys and, and going back out again and they're just doing that constantly um there was guys from mexico that couldn't understand any of the instructions and we were worried that they weren't going over the time in max oh they they're probably our listeners in. we did how oh, you weren't here last week we found out that we are actually officially the biggest running podcast in mexico that's there probably why i think that's probably it but coming back to your point it was it was another one of those days where it was all about the community so oh, i know yeah. lots of us have done endurance events like the yeah. P24 and the Goggins Challenge. 
where you do it from your bedroom, you do it from your own kitchen, mm. but you, you take that challenge and you drop it in a field in the middle of nowhere uh, and it takes it up a notch, but there's that camaraderie. So Can you know, we, all, we all spoke about it saying, you know, we'll talk about that night for probably as long as we know each other. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like when we did, um, so to you, it's like when we did Ragnar, you know, I'll yeah. always have that with the boys, yeah. always have that, you know, with Fletch and, and the other guys in the bus, Eddie, Chris and, you know, Matt and 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 all everybody, Ian Wilson, just to, you know, so Stephen, so all the team, you 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 do remember it, but more importantly, if I do it, do I get my own tent and my own toilet? Yeah, well, you can have your own tent. Out. Obviously, you can bring your own portaloo. Yeah, there were portaloos provided. What if you could do that, Tobe? Bring your own portaloo. I'm going to put you like at the other end of the field. I can't like that. I'd do it, yeah. but I'd have I'd have to have the tent on my own. And then um, I'd only I'd only basically let ev- well I'd let everybody come and talk to me other than Toby because he's annoying. So community would only really go so far then. No, I'm happy to everybody else to come along, but basically I just want to be away from Toby because what when well you don't realise when Toby's tired and you'll see that on the video on the weekend he's the most annoying person in the world. Well, does he get like, grumpy? He because you're you're cutting out. Maybe three meters of a track. He will, he will then claim that more than three meters. It's see, see what I mean. So when he's tired, so I'm happy to I'm happy to be with everybody else. It's just I need to be away from him when he's tired. That would be maybe, great. Maybe I want to be away from you. I do like the idea of, a, of my own portal. I wonder how much that would be. Where's admin? Oh, we need to get admin on that. Type. Check out yeah. the Aldi Middle Isle special buyers. I'm sure there'll be one coming up coming up soon. It's yeah, called a tent I... over a bucket, I think. But is it'll, it? It'll do the purpose. It'll serve. The but I'm, anyway, I'm up for this, right? So I think everybody who's listening, email. Uh, what is it? Harp twenty four forty runs dot com. What is it? Long run show at gmail dot com. Right, emailing along with your what other thing we spoke about. Tell us if you want to do it. Uh, if there's enough of us, I'm sure if we go to them and say, right, gives a gives a discount, we can try and get a discount for everyone. So, emailing if you want to have a go at this next year. What's it called again? The event. Heart 24 is Heart 20, something 24. Um, but yeah, we'll just go and turn it up. And and um, what what could possibly go wrong? So I'm up for that. So if anybody else wants to come along, how, how big are the teams now? 25 people? Um, I think officially um, yeah. you can enter a team up to 12. Right. We stuck at that four to six because everyone wanted to do four or five laps, which yeah. means you were running during the daytime, you were running in the nighttime, mm. you were doing a dark run. You were doing a kind of early breakfast run. Sure. Um, so, so was that, how, how far was the lap, mate? So this year it was five miles. Um, yeah. I think previously they'd done four miles. It's not so much how far is the lap. It was just it was um, quite a challenging lap. So even if it's two or three miles, it was mm. in. It was a trail. It was up and down. It was undulating oh. and in the dark. The irony is we never actually did any really dark runs because the, the race was suspended yeah, yeah. during those hours. But had we been out, it would have been pitch black. You would have okay. kind of, pardon my language, yourself, had you heard any noises, any creepy animals or whatever. I um, might just run behind Tobin and scare him. <laughs> and, and, and that was part of the challenge, you know. Before the we were all kind of striking ourselves up for that midnight till 4 a.m. run. Nah, he's spooky. Uh, I sit you out when I, every day. That, when I did that three o'clock at Ragnar, it was like pitch black, and it was just a sword, a light in front of me, and that that was it. Um, it was it was 
you know, you, you're running just because you're frightened of getting like, I don't know, eaten or something. But yeah. Well, also, that would probably be our quickest lap because you just want to get it over and done. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know what? It, 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 I think it was. I make you right on that. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers Archfit Footwear. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Archfit Footwear? Nah, I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favorite trainers. You see, Skechers Archfit are great for virtually everybody. Archfit was designed by experts, giving you podiatrist-certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers Archfit. Find Skechers Archfit Footwear for men and women everywhere. Right, okay, boys. So, look, do you want? There's a couple of questions out, and I've we've got to we've we've got to get on to looking back over the last six months. But at yeah. the same time, there was a there's a question I've just seen come in, and there was a question last week that we kind of put off because you weren't there. So, I think should we do those two boys uh, in terms of the uh, cross training one and the and the knees ones from last week, and then move into the six. Have you got the knees one? Yeah, but all, all it was out was there, there was I can't remember who it was. It was on YouTube, um, but they they asked twice, bless them, um, about strengthening knees. Any any good ways to strengthen knees? And then you've just had another one from Rob Smith coming. Uh, easiest and least time consuming cross training. I hate any ex, any other exercise except for running. So do you want to do those two out, and then we'll get into okay. the other thing. I, I'll, I'll take Roberts first. Um, probably the easiest cross training is just walking. If you really don't want to get involved in getting into the gym or doing anything else, just walking is is good for you. It will help um, help rack up the miles. It will help strengthen. It will help aerobic. Um, if you can do it a little bit of pace, that's better still, a bit of uh, speed walking. I like swimming. I think that's really good for the aerobic. Um, it helps with your breathing, but I appreciate that's a bit time-consuming because you've got to find a ball. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You've got to kind of probably book a slot. You've got to get changed. You've got to get changed at the other end. So that's not something you can necessarily do. But I think uh, swimming is a, is a great one. Um, 
if you're into your triathlete, obviously cycling. It's, uh, again, uh, a cardio workout without putting too much um, pressure on your knees um, in terms of the impact. It's a different kind of pressure, cycling. So there's there's lots of different things you can be doing. It's You don't have to be out kind of smacking gym three times a week. Having said that, if you are looking to really strengthen your posterior chain, which I've talked about in the past, being your muscles from your glutes all the way down, you can't be really kind of taking on board a, a program of simple bodyweight exercises. So it can start with things like squats, lunges. I think I saw a reference to calf raises. Again, it doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to have lots of, of weights because what you're doing is you're just working those muscle groups in a different way mm-hmm. to what you would be doing when you're actually out running. So you're just kind of um, using additional muscles to help with things like stability. You're using additional muscles in terms of the intensity, and that all helps kind of build that overall strength and conditioning. Yeah, and I suppose Al as well, in these, particularly in these difficult economic times, the fact that you can do your body weight exercises from the comfort your own home rather than forking out a big um, yeah. monthly fee to a gym, then that's going to help us all. Yeah. Oh, I just want to say this. Can oh, I yeah, just, cool, okay. just jump in? Yeah. I've just seen a message here from Jane Glennon. I was the fangirl who took your photo at Edinburgh. Hi, Jane. Thanks ever so much. We had such, it was, we had such a great time. It was so lovely to meet you. Mm. Great if you could wish Andy and wish Andy good luck. I thought that was his name for a minute. Andy, good luck. Oh, hello, Andy, good luck. Wish Andy good luck at the Leeds 10K on Sunday. It's the first time since he smashed his first marathon at Edinburgh. And his 250th part run last week. Thanks, Jane. Absolutely. Thank you. Lovely to, uh, it was lovely to meet you. Thanks ever so much yes. for brightening our Sunday. Um, just jump in on that comment, what Rob Smith said. Last thing for me. Check out, there's a video we did on YouTube, 20 minutes long, PT. Uh, it's at a load of views, uh, which is great news. Um, but check <laughs> check it out. Uh, it's like a 20-minute hit session with like a load of mountain climbers and squats and stuff like that with a PT uh, directing you what you got to do. So check that out. It's on the YouTube channel, which is obviously free to everybody. Al is currently demonstrating a few bicep curls with uh, a bottle of water. Two-litre bottle of water. So there's ways to adapt, you know, as you said, Wilco, when times are hard, just be imaginative. Go out. If you buy that water, um, use it. Use it as your dumbbell. There you go. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, we, did we do the knees? Yeah, kind of. T- yeah, kind, kind of touched on it. With, on the with knees, the it's all about working all the muscles from your glutes all the way down. Yeah. yeah. It's not just about the knees. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Is that cute? Right. Okay. Now, we wanted to move on to talk about, because it is the 1st of July, so six months has gone. Where it's gone, I don't know. And then there's six months left of the year. So we are at that halfway stage. And obviously, I would imagine plenty of you have um, have achieved your targets for the first six months, whether it is to run that first part run or to do a mar- your first marathon of the year and things like that. So um, I just wanted to – there was a message that came on – that was on the um, Facebook group that I just wanted to go over again, which I thought was quite good. Um, it was from Robin Atter. I hope I pronounced your surname right there, Robin. Um, it, he said, uh, since running the Edinburgh Marathon, I'm really struggling. I've done a few races since and just not felt it. All I felt is – all have felt like I'm at max pace – but not where I was before the marathon. It was my, and it was his first marathon. 
Not sure if it's still marathon in me or just that I'm not with it as my job is pants and stressful. How do you guys pick yourself up when you see yourself dropping pace and results? Okay. Um, Yeah, let's do that before we get into the the six-month thingy, whatever it was. Um, I would say from my side, it's totally natural to feel like that after a big race, big event, uh, especially a marathon. Uh, it can take four weeks to get it out of your legs, maybe sometimes more. But people don't don't ever take into effect uh, in the the impact of on the mental side of things as well, because you've been in a training block for I don't know you could have been in sixteen, eighteen, twenty weeks. I don't know, but that takes in effect a toll on your mind as much as anything else. So you do have that lull after a training block, um, which is one of the reasons why I always have something booked. You know, straight after, like literally, we had South End half, like I think it was the week later or whatever it was. Oh, but no, also, no. then targets for the rest of the year. It doesn't have to be a marathon, it doesn't, you know, it's not marathon specific, but always having something booked in the diary that you've got to pick your butt off the floor and get out there and train for. It's actually been a bit annoying in a way that Edinburgh fell so late with London being when it is that I didn't have as much downtime, or if anything, between my training blocks. Um, because that will show up later on down the training plan. I will get more fatigue. So I'm trying really desperately, again, go back to my point I said at the start of this show tonight uh, about having a down week this week or trying to. I'm I'm desperately trying not to overtrain at the moment. I'm really in that phase where you can start to overtrain um, as you move into week four um, or into week five even. You can, you can overtrain if you're not too careful. So um, I would say it's natural. Uh, get yourself something booked that you can get yourself into. Now, it doesn't have to be a marathon. It doesn't have to be a half marathon. It doesn't have to be an ultra, whether it's a fast 5K that you book, a uh, local event, whatever, or you give yourself that we talk about part run, give yourself a target of trying to beat your 5K PB time. It's a lovely time of the year to go out and start smashing up your 5K PB because usually you can get it done early in the morning um, or even book a 10K race. Just give yourself some focus and then you can try and get yourself some form of structure back into your running. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're, you're going for a 10K, you're going to need a lot of speed work. Yes, you're going to still need to work a little bit on the long distance to, you know, keep up that stamina and that base that you've got. But you really, you know, you can really dive deep into the into the speed sessions, get yourself down to a track. Maybe you've not been down to a track before. We've got some videos out that's got some track ideas, some sessions that you can do. Go and check them out. Take one of them along, you know, flying 400s or, uh, you know, 800 repeats, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I suppose, I suppose alternatively, Al, as well, you know, Chris has touched upon, you know, targets with races and speeds and that. You can also motivate yourself by perhaps enjoying a few more experiences, perhaps, you know, going to visit a few different park runs or something and just getting out and trying a few different things. I suppose that would work just as well. Yeah, I think we've spoken about this quite a lot in terms of getting obsessed by pace, race, Strava and everything else. Don't get me started. With, 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 the, with the data side of, Next of what week. we do. Is that next week or am I kind of next week going, going too early? Um, and, and, and yeah, um, I've done two marathons this year. It's well, we're getting on to the I won't give a rating out of 10, I'll save that for later. And it is about just swapping the focus sometimes. So I've found the the park run tourism just a nice way of going out and having a, a, a fun run without putting any pressure, taking the camera, recording what I see, not worrying too much about times. Um, I think also in answer to the, the question, there's a we, we've talked about um, 
post-marathon blues. That's a, it is a real thing. And as Chris has alluded to, if you've been working hard for 18, 20 weeks plus, particularly if it's your first marathon, the, the psychological effect of suddenly having that gap can be, be quite damaging. Um, um, and there's a reason why the elites tend to only focus on two big races a year because it's blooming hard work. I remember reading a, a quote from one of the elites saying the difference between them and us everyday runner, in inverted commas, is that they get paid to rest. Uh, the rest of us, we have our day in the office with our medal, and then by Wednesday we're back you know, back into yeah. the stresses and strains of everyday life. Um, and I don't, there probably is research out, and I've not looked into it, in terms of how that you know has its impact as well. So don't beat yourself up. Give yourself time. As Chris has said, put something in the diary for some time in the future, uh, and it will come back. Absolutely sure of that. I'm sure people. Are, I'm sure plenty of people are in that sort of common position where they've done it because the way that the calendar falls generally. I mean, we we did Edinburgh, and that was a late marathon, wasn't it? It was like the last week in May, yeah. and then you do have you do have that month between the end of May and the end of June where. Yeah, I mean, I got myself injured. That was how I feel with it. But like, mm. you know, you do have that time to do a bit of rest and reflection and things like that. And then you also, it's it's like the two halves of the year are split with one month quiet at the end because we'll get to the end of November and then we'll get towards Christmas and there won't be a lot going on then either. Well, you say that, but people people who are training for Brighton, um, people who are training for Manchester, they would have already gone. They would have already started. Um, and don't forget... And London's moving next year. London's going back to April. Mm. So you, you've got that. So you say that, but, you know, you 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 don't really, if you, annoyingly, there's not really, the best time to absolutely hit the sweet spot is to do the April, the April mm. to April, or April to October, or to, you know, do it that way, because you do get a, like a four-week down patch. That's why Edinburgh's you know, mucked everything up really. Because well, you see, because like, I'm my, you're doing London, which is is that the second of October? I've got absolutely no idea. It's at the beginning of October, then I know that. But then yeah, I'm doing might see my autumn marathon will be um, Dublin, which is right at the end of October. Yeah. So I feel, I'm feeling pretty smug about myself that I've managed to organise these. So I've got a little bit of a rest in the middle to get myself injured, and now yeah, but I've working. only got it because it's a deferral. Because my my yeah. race is is the dam, which is would have been perfect because I would have had a couple of weeks downtime. But because <clears> I've got London, and <throat> I want to get myself, and as I've always said, I think I said it in the video as well about the training plan. I want to take two weeks off when I go on holiday. I want to take two weeks off. <clears> All right, me and the girls, we're going to mostly be in the pool. Um, and I probably would have done enough laps to swim the channel, but I do want to generally take two weeks off uh, of training, off my phone, off of mm. everything. Do you know what I mean? And just and really just take two weeks, two weeks off of Strava. So yeah. actually, and, and leading to that, next week we're doing the the Strava and other running app based products. Um, thank you podcast about are we addicted to running apps? Send your emails in to Wilco. Longrunchurchgmail.com. So uh, give us your opinion. If you are addicted to Strava and other running-based apps, because there are yes. others out there that are very good. Um, so are you addicted? Do you think that it's negatively impacting your life? Do you think it's positively impacting your life? And do you think that there is a reason that it's orange? I'll leave that out there. Cryptic, but I'll leave that out there. Um, yeah, research that. Um, so- um, 
No, I was just going to say we better crack on because we've got 15 minutes and we still haven't even actually... Yeah, because we want to say, you know, is it a natural... What I'm saying is, is it a natural break at six months to... I mean, when I say, how would you look back on the... I don't want to say, oh, yeah, well, I could have done better at this, could have done better at that. I mean, Mm. in the whole sort of scheme of things, your whole approach to reflecting on a six-month period of activity. Yeah, I think think it's good to look back after a training block. said that before. Like I did with Edinburgh in that video. I think it's it's always good to uh, look back after a training block, but not too much depth because you can go, especially if you're then rolling into something else, you can go a bit like too crank on it. But doing a six-month checkover, I wouldn't say necessarily a review, but a checkover and more more to look at the positives because if you've if you've got something that's coming up in the second half of the year, what positives can you take out of the first half of the year? It's always good to look for the positives. Uh, yes, we want to learn from the negatives. I agree with that. But if you're trying to ride uh, a wave, a crest of, you know, momentum, you want to always probably go for what the positives were. So whether it was, you know, uh, part run PB, we spoke about part run today, or whether, you know, you got your, you managed to grab a, a, a decent half marathon it doesn't have to be a PB, but you ran a race that you was really proud of because, you know, you had to dig in or, you know, something like that, that you can take out or simply the fact that you found a gel that was working for you. Uh, and you can now take that into the second half of the year. It is good. It is in June. You know, that is, as you say, Wilco, it is usually a period of time where there's a couple of weeks between, let's say main training blocks of people where they are, what they're doing to have a quick look back. And I, me personally, I recommend it for my runners uh, that I'm coaching, um, and I'd recommend it to everybody else. You know, just just sit mm-hmm. back, even if you're, you know, you've got five minutes to yourself, uh, and or out on one of your runs. You know, you're just plodding along on an easy run, three miles. You've got half hour. Just think to yourself, what did I do? What did I do well in the first half of the year? What was actually really good? What was a really good positive um, that I can take and, and learn? All right, that was a bit pony, but. You know, I, you know that's that's really good that I can learn from that. That that's what I would do if it was if it yeah. was me. And I suppose as well, Al, the the nature of the way that running is that we have sort of like spring seasons and autumn seasons. There's a very good chance that people are going to be planning to do very similar things in the second half of the year that they did in the first. So that would that would enable them to be. Um, it would perhaps be easier for them to sort of like use what they've used and bring it immediately to the table when they're. Um, Doing their sort of like their marathon training, or perhaps a big half marathon that they've got planned in the se- in the second half of the year. Yeah, the, the calendar does tend to split itself into spring and autumn marathons, and that's not to assume that everyone's going to smash out two marathons a year. But and with the, the you know the the timing of the training and and the weather impact, there is a, a chance to kind of split your year into two and and focus on kind of what you want to get out in the second half compared to what you've done in mm. the first. And I think Chris has, has covered a lot of points there in terms of focusing on the positive. Um, I, I suppose for me, looking back at my six months, it would be easy to jump into the negative because I didn't PB anything. And I, you know, some races where I kind of didn't quite get what I wanted, but I put some notes down and actually what, kind of um hits me is is the variety and and that kind of shows why i do it it's it's for the fun so yeah i did smash out two marathons didn't quite get the times i wanted but you know i can reflect on all the reasons why but we've done some extreme park runs we've been to dublin we're planning to go to wales been to florida to park run 
Um, done a Harp 24. I'm a third of the way to getting my cow badge on Park Run. And you look at all those, they are all yeah. different experiences every week. I'm trying to throw in a different experience. And I'm hoping, and I'm sure it will, make me a better runner. might not make me a faster runner, but it will make me a better runner over the long term because I'll be getting something out of that, whether it's enjoyment, whether it's uh, a different experience and learning something. And you, you mix all that up and hope that when you do try and focus on that A game, that A race, that plan, that you take something from all of those. I've got a question for, for the audience uh, listening live or, 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 or you know, emailing at whateveris.com. Would you rather be – I'll just cracking one. Maybe it's a subject for a, a podcast. Would you rather be a better runner or a faster runner? Ooh. Now, you could say the two are the same thing. I don't think they are. But throw that out. This is, I don't think I'll answer it now. Let's let email in – what is it, Wilco? Longmanshow at gmail.com. Right, so send that in, and we'll. I think it's, it's a good podcast subject, actually, boys. Should we yeah, make a note of that? Yeah. Tell admin to write a note of it, so is what, um, what would you rather be, a better runner or a faster runner? I'll just leave that out there. Send your emails. Don't answer it, Paul. Paul, you're going too early, mate. Email in. <laughs> we're, we're starting a poll. Um, Toe, what about you? You've said absolutely nothing tonight and added no value at all. You ain't even had your barnet cut ready for this weekend. But that's like most weeks. Yeah, go on. Talk us, tell us. What well, my year so far? Yeah. Rubbish. <laughs> it started off <laughs> started off quite well and then kind of tailed off about six weeks before Edinburgh. Uh, as as a lot of us know. Yeah, but you still PB'd. I did PB in there. So that's, right, yeah. killed you. Like you're still suffering now, but well, I think uh, I think I said to you the other week. I think on Monday it was the uh, best run I've had since Edinburgh. You know, um, going back to that Facebook post, really same thing. So it was effectively four weeks, almost to the day that it took me to get back into feeling all right and running again and running, not like I was struggling or pushing through or forcing myself through it. Um, and uh, yeah, the great. Great run. Went and found some hills. Love some hills. I've just realised why, Tobe. I've just realised why you got your mojo back. Because you spent all that time with me last Saturday. That's what it is. It's, you can mm. actually connect the two up, people. You mm. can connect the dots. Tobe, I have got Toby's mojo back. You're welcome. So if anybody else wants mojo their too. mojo back, come with us on the next challenge. Email in challenge at 40 runs.com or wherever the email address yeah, is. Hashtag mojo. Yeah, you um, can do that and we'll get your mojo back. So whoever that was who was struggling in Edinburgh, get in touch. You can come down and do the next challenge with us. That will that will get your mojo back. Either that or it'll scare you to death. <laughs> One or the other. One or the other. Yeah, right, right. What about you, Wilco? <laughs> well, I think what I'll take out, I, I, um, you know, I completed my second marathon, which I was very pleased with. And, um, you know, it was tough. But um, I think what I'll take out of the experience that I'll take out is what happened in the aftermath, really. Because um, I picked up a slight injury. I mean, people do have all sorts of problems and ongoing issues and are out of action for weeks upon months. Um, but it was really the first set injury setback that I've suffered since I first laced up a pair of Brooks. You know, it's been one of those things that I've been incredibly fortunate with over the last sort of four and a half years that I've been doing it, four or five years. And 
it sort of like hit me and I thought, how am I going to cope with this? How am I going to be able to manage to not go out and run whenever I feel like it and do exercises and go to the physio and things like that? And um, I've been touch wood quite quite pleased with the way that it's gone, like the recovery and what I've learned from it and the um, got exercises and things like that. So I'll be able to maintain, hopefully maintain my fitness better. I think that'll be the biggest thing that I'll take out of the last. There's a bit of a recency bias for that because it all happened in the last sort of two or three weeks. But I think I'll take quite a lot out of that. And I think that's really beneficial that you don't just think, oh, yeah, well, I smashed another marathon and I've done a PB in this. For the mental side, well, both mentally and physically, that's going to have a huge benefit for me, hopefully, in the next sort of like year or two. So um, I'm really pleased about that. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of that's recent though, isn't it? Mm. But you're gonna ride that momentum. Momentum, yes. He's gonna ride he's gonna ride that momentum into no, the but I mean that's good. that's given me a lot more confidence that yeah, if I've got right. a problem or a niggle and I'm thinking, Oh, is this this that I basically I'm ninety percent sure know what it is that mm. you know, that I need to strengthen that posterior chain that Al loves talking yeah, about. So you've, got, you've got strength in it, bro. You've got strength yeah. in it. Yeah. And and I've been fortunate that I haven't necessarily had to really learn the hard way. Yeah, it's been a nice reminder. Yeah, that's true. And I've had a great time. That's it's another thing. I keep going back to my point. It's the most important time. You know, it's the reason we should be all doing it. Is because you know we want to have some fun. Yeah, yeah. I've done some nice races. I've met loads of people. They're great mates. We've had lots of fun on here. There's been loads of stuff. So that's what I like. And. Yeah, so taking it into my next tra- uh, my next training thing will start on uh, the eleventh, hmm. um, the eleventh of July. And are uh, you going to are you going to move above sixty percent though? Just just so everybody knows, I bring you all into this convo, all you listeners all over the world. Um, Wilco's philosophy of running is that he runs effort wise sixty percent. He doesn't believe. Well, he has to- no, I'll explain. Two weeks and, and no, hang on, Wilco, you explain, then everybody just let us know at the email, put the email at the end of your explanation so they can then come in and say whether they agree or disagree. What happened was I went out with the people, at Bro- lovely folks at Broxmoor, and we went out for a Sunday run about two weeks before Edinburgh. And we were sat having a cup of tea afterwards down by the canal. And somebody said, I don't know why I, I don't like running. I hate running. And I said, well, I like it. And they said, why do you like it? And I said, because... It is encouraged that you don't do everything at a hundred percent, because I have lived my whole life not doing things at a hundred percent. I'm sure that I could have attended a better university if I'd have been at school and done a hundred percent effort on my levels, but I didn't. I could have played football at a half decent level if I'd have tried a bit harder, but I didn't. I didn't do it at eighty percent, a hundred percent. So basically, I've swanned through the best part of fifty years. <laughs> Doing everything in my life at sixty percent effort, and now mm. I have found something where you are encouraged not to go full whack. Take it easy. This is great. Eighty percent of the time, you are encouraged to do stuff at my optimum level of effort that I've applied <laughs> to my whole life, which is why I like Reddit. So what Wilco's now actually going to write a book. You've you've all heard of the eighty twenty book that sells billions, right? Wilco's going to do the sixty percent book. The funniest thing was on Tuesday, right? We had to do this session on Tuesday. It was brilliant. It was like three k pace, five k pace, ten k pace. And I said to Wilco, 
can you just try and do 61%? And he absolutely point blank refused. He said, no, I will do those paces, but at 60%. And he still can't, because your times, Wilco, if you even went to 65%, would come down massively. But I, t- I will say one thing to you, Wilco, you do kind of contradict yourself a little bit. Because one thing I have seen you do 100% at is eat before marathons. The man who goes big and has double McDonald's breakfast, fish and chips for lunch, pasta, dough balls, and four or five pints the night before a marathon and then does a PB is 100% man. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave that I just there. wanted to say, I, I just wanted to, I don't know whether I told you this on Tuesday. Yeah, I said that we did this interval session. It was pretty intense. And um, the last session, the last sort of like 400 metres was 3K pace, and it was tough. We were smashing it. It was pretty close evening. It was hot and all that sort of thing. And I just finished it, and then my phone beeped on my Garmin, and it was a message from someone at work. And it just said, all right, Wilco, how's the running going? (laughs) So I was like, well, yeah, I, actually, yes, yeah, so I'm just about to fall over and be sick over a public park. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, talk about the timing. I literally just finished. Huh? Oh, we'll go. Oh, uh, on the plus side, we'll go. You didn't get the thing from Garmin. It says you've been unproductive. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that would have been. I'm not going um, to go for a higher spec so I can have someone from Garmin telling me I'm being unproductive. That would be. Yeah. Good. Check out the video of the 255. Good plug, Will Co. Now, shall we just. Yeah. We're banging on nearly 58 minutes. Should we yeah. just try and get a couple more questions in before? Because Yeah, let's do a quick fire questions out. Okay. Let's go. Right. Penny Rushbridge, question about running without a watch. We're not going to answer that this week because I think that's going to fall lovely into our next week. Strava yeah. segment next week. Send your questions. Send your answers into that. Yeah. Jonathan Winter suffers from a little bit of anxiety before he goes out on a long run, not even a, necessarily a race day. Any tips to help him overcome that yeah. anxiety? Um, uh, familiarise yourself with your roots, run to a place that you're comfortable with, run to a place that you know where it is, run to a place that you can bail out of. Uh, get all your kit out. But knowing the route, I found, uh, as I say, someone who suffers with anxiety, um, knowing the roots helped me. I know, I can literally tell you, Toby can get, uh, back me up on this, I know every toilet on the way to Hartford. I know every place that I can stop, turn around. I know every out off the river if I need to get off the river because my, because I have a problem. I literally know the route like the back of my hand. There is a reason why we do, poor old Toe, we do a lot of the same routes and that's basically down to my anxiety. So I would understand the routes, know where you're going. That will help massively with, with uh, anxiety around long runs. Okay. Right, next. Yeah. So, Paul Pitcher, um, thanks for your uh, question. I suppose it is, but more importantly, he's thrown his missus under the bus because his question relates to his wife's PB at the Bungie 10K, where she managed to throw up at the finish line. Legend Has any of well. us ever experienced that? I must admit, I haven't. I've had wobbly legs a few times, but I've never actually um, puked at the finish line. If you do 60%, never happens. <laughs> there you go. You've heard it's it. never a risk. Yeah, do 60%. Like, do Wilco. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag 60 percent oh okay. well there's the answer there's no there's no point trying to follow that is it that that is <laughs> answer. um jay wants to know any recommendations for good electrolyte tablets um i've talked about uh salt sticks before um but other brands are out there and i guess it's any drinks that 
that claim to have some of those mix of electrolyte, sodium, potassium, Tablets. magnesium uh, ingredients. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Uh, Kendall, the Kendall one, um, I'm liking in this time of year. Big, big advocate, as you know, hopefully by now, of active root. Easy on the stomach. Plenty of electrolytes in there. Um, and the other one that I've been uh, really purely for co- uh, convenience is the High Five. They gave them out at Edinburgh, the little tablets that, you know, you get them in a tube. And literally, you, you just, I, I go down, like I said it before on the video we did, or the podcast we did about, you know, electrolytes and stuff. I, I pop one in, drop a big glug of 500 mils. I have that an hour before I go out. It's just so easy. You don't have to open a packet up, scoop it out, and it goes all over the floor and Buddy starts eating it all. I just get a tablet, drop it in, forget about it and glug it down. So the, the high five ones I've, I've found are... Um, are good as well, but I say active roots awesome, but I just can't be bothered to open a lid up and scoop things out. That's how lazy I am. <laughs> yeah, next one. Okay, um, I think this might be the last one given the time we've got. Rod Lambert, um, he's been awesome over the marathon distance since 2019. He's brought his time down from 3.56 to 3.44 this year. He's aiming for 3.30. So, what advice have we got for him apart from running a bit faster, obviously? Focus on those lactate threshold runs. It's funny enough, I was on with a, a client of mine. Uh, he's looking, you know, those sort of times, a bit lower. Um, those lactate threshold runs really, really start putting that pace in over a good period of time. That will really, really build you up and really build that speed um, with the endurance. So look at your lactate threshold running. How much are you doing it? Can you increase it? Obviously, don't kill your body. But the idea of lactate threshold running is, you know, you can do it. But you could then go again as well. So it's 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 not a body wrecker like a hard interval session. It's something you can build on. Um, so I'd look at that. I'd look at that if you've got enough lactate threshold running in in your training plan. That will help. Al, disagree? Agree? Totally, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, they're they're the ones we tend to uh, forget about. Um, speed work, heels work. Yeah, but it's the lactate threshold builds that speed endurance. Absolutely. Okay, well, we hope that we've provided some sort of um, informative content and a bit of entertainment for you tonight as well. Thanks ever so much for joining us again. We are here at 7 o'clock every Friday, rain or shine or thunderstorm. And we um always on Facebook or YouTube, so you can always join us then. And But if you can't make it, don't panic because you can download us on your favourite uh, podcast provider. So if you're on Amazon or apple or spotify then you can find us on there thank you very much thank you much gentlemen thanks to everybody for all their comments it's really valuable and we we love receiving and we love all the chat you really contribute to the show so that's great so we'd like to say thank you thank you very much to our sponsors sketches for their continued support um we are available next week we should be there we are doing the wear 10 this i think all four of us are there you're there al yeah yeah, we're at the Wear 10, 10 miles and 10K on Sunday. So if you if you go in and you don't know us, pop along. The, the, the tent will be up. So you'll see us there. You won't miss us. We'll all be in pink. There'll be loads of us. So come and along and say we'll hello. We'll be loud. We will be we'll loud. Be very loud. So please come along and say hello. If you can't make it, best of luck with all your runs this week, particularly the Endure 24 people. You can smash it. You have a great time. And we will be back with you next week at 7 o'clock. Longrunshow at gmail.com for your, for your messages and your emails. And remember, if we were doing a live show, what should we do? Let us know. Thank you very much. Cheers, gentlemen. Tobe, 
run the, run the comms out and we'll see you next week. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 